This has been an incredible summer. And not like, oh, because we got to do all the fun things, but it was a summer of significance where we laid low off of social media. I didn't worry about taking all the pictures and capturing every single moment with my Apple phone. But instead, I just decided just to actually enjoy the moment, (laughs) to laugh, to cry, to close my eyes, to listen to the sounds, to soak it all in. As my friend Amy Carney, who wrote Parent on Purpose, she always says, create a summer of significance. And so I did. Oh, and it was so much fun. Do you want to create your own summer of significance? Let's do this. It's not too late. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pleka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. This summer, we took a road trip. And oh, do I love a good road trip. I would rather do that any day. We had the best time. We drove 2,300 miles in nine states. Can you believe that? Woo! I mean, obviously, there were moments where I was sick and tired of being in the car. But you never know what you're going to see, the people you'll meet, the adventures you'll have. We even enjoyed one town so much, we decided to stay for two or three days and go whitewater rafting. And maybe like you, we have kids who are doing internships and working, taking classes, going to camp. But it's not about the flying or the driving. It's mostly about sitting still and enjoying your life. Whatever it is, if you borrow your neighbor's tent and go camping two hours away up north or by the lake or in the mountains, or you're going to go on an inner tube trip that's for a couple of hours and you take all your snacks or you decide to go to Disney and stand in those long lines, (laughs) whatever it is that you want to do, go fishing in Alaska or just go on date night. These are some of the things that we inserted into our summer of significance. Number one, put the phone down. Don't put it on the table. Don't pick it up when you're bored to look at whatever because the person in front of you is right there. And maybe they were going to ask you a question or maybe your teenager was going to give you some insight into their lives. But instead, that quiet moment, you just pick up your phone and you start looking at it or reading it because you're bored or there's like blank space and nothing going on. There's so much goodness around us. So definitely keep the phone in your pocket, in your purse, even when it's on the table and we think, oh, we've got it turned upside down. As soon as that thing starts making noises or someone's texting you or calling you, I've even had my phone interrupt me. It's like, boop. And you look at it and it says, hey, you should call whatever friend. Or it'll say, you haven't texted so-and-so in a while. I mean, good Lord, it's trying to keep me constantly wrapped up on my phone, in turmoil, thinking about what I need to say to somebody that I hadn't even thought about. (laughs) Keep the phone in your purse, in your pocket, wherever, but away from everything. Number two, I love taking photos. I take photos of everything. I've probably got 60,000 photos on my phone. But here's the thing. Sometimes, especially the teenagers, they're like, don't take pictures of us. It really ruins the moment. 
And then it's like, are you going to put this on social media? Don't do it. And then whatever they were saying or the, the true authenticity of the laugh and the stories and the conversations you were having, then when you pull out the phone to take a picture, the kids are like, really? It really dampers the authentic laughter and the conversation, the, maybe the insight, the stories you know, that they were talking about. And suddenly they fear that you're going to put this on social media. Like, why are you capturing this moment? There's an ulterior motive. And suddenly they don't really trust you. And it doesn't feel like a safe space. And you may think, but I need to take those photos of the, I need the videos. I need to capture the moment or it didn't really happen. Oh, it happened. Keep it in your mind though. So you'll know when there are times where you can grab the phone and take a picture of something. But when they're really spilling the beans and telling their life or something that's sort of feels sacred to them or feels a safe space and then you pull out that phone, it's almost like, oh, you're letting the world know. You're letting the world in. And then thirdly, have you ever been to, say, you go to the mall and you have a question about something and you've been waiting in line for so long and then suddenly the phone rings And they pick up the phone and they help that person, even though maybe you've been in line for 30 minutes. How frustrating is that? You're like, hey, buddy, I washed my hair and I put on clothes to come down here to be in person. And then somebody's sitting on their couch and they just call and then they basically jump in line in front of me. And the kids are telling us something interesting and suddenly it's like, oh, I got to take this. And then you take it and it's like, "Eh, it was just spam. It was just a, you know, whatever call. And it's like, but you took that over what I was saying. Kind of is frustrating, even hurtful, that you're putting something else, anything else, priority over them. So put your phone down. Put your phone down. Make it a summer of significance. What does that mean? What does significant even mean? What does significance mean? It's the quality of being worthy of attention, of importance. It's something that's conveyed as a meaning, often obscurely or indirectly. So when you pick up that phone versus I have all ears on you and I'm looking into your eyes and I'm listening to what you have to say around the fire pit and the long line and Six Flags or Disney World in the heat, wherever it is in the car, listening to the music. And then suddenly you pick up your phone and you're like, oh, wait, wait a second. Let me just check this. And it's a text that you didn't care about. It's a phone call that was spam, and then you put the phone back down, and it's like, no, you put somebody else before me. I'm not going to share anymore. (laughs) I mean, it really just cuts the conversation, and that's what you're saying is what is significant to you. Either directly or indirectly, you're saying that I'm important to you or that phone call or that text or just picking it up because I'm bored and maybe what you're saying is not as, as interesting. We get so nonchalant about the phone that we just allow it to be first. And it's funny because you hear things like, oh, we've got tech neck where we're always looking down at the phone or Netflix neck or there's so many problems we have with this phone. You know, put people first, especially the ones who are right there in front of you. It's so easy, isn't it? My kids will come into the room and somebody will say something. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And maybe I really was working on something and they just keep popping in. And maybe that's when you should say, okay, between this time and this time, Mama is on her computer or I'm working on a podcast or business or emails or something. So they don't have this constant sense of rejection and disappointment. And it's just best for everybody. So if we just put parameters around that, right? Just put parameters, boundaries around 
when you can come in and ask the questions during the summer. We went white water rafting. Oh, I love to take pictures of all the kids and the reactions. And this year, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to risk losing my phone in the water, always keeping it, you know, in a safe place. Or Instead, I just got in that boat, and I screamed and laughed. I didn't think about taking pictures on that boat. We were just laughing, and the kids were having the time of their lives, and it was just amazing. And it felt so purposeful and so fulfilling. And I didn't have any of those distractions or anything. It was just having fun with my kids, knowing that two of them are leaving for college and I'll have two at home, and life is fleeting. What is a summer of significance for you? It might be having a cup of coffee on the porch swing and just hanging out with the kids while they're sitting there. I know at night on the fire pit, the kids love to go outside and just talk and banter and tell about their day and and crazy things that happen with their friends. They tell all their stories and I love to just sit there. Now, if I had my phone and I was recording something, there is no way they would just completely stop talking and they wouldn't feel like it's a safe place. They'd probably just leave. But this way, they just laugh and you get to hear their perspective on things and maybe how they negotiated a problem and found a solution. Another way that we handled it this year is we allowed the teenagers to plan their own vacation. What do you want to do? How do you see it? What sounds exciting to you? And believe me, there is so much more buy-in when the kids get to decide how they're going to get there, what they're going to do, their perceptions, their dreams. Their When you give the kids the lead on vacation, there's going to be total buy-in. <laughs> they're going to be like, yeah. And you might ask things like, hey, where do you want to go to lunch? Or what type of food do you want to eat? Or when we get there, how do you envision what it's going to look like? What is day one going to look like? What would you like to do? And then they'll say, you know, I'd rather have an adventurous day two or day three. I would like for it to be more laid back where we get to kind of chill and maybe sleep in a little later. And I know one kid, he loves to read books. So when he's like rush, 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 he doesn't enjoy himself. But if we give him a little time to like sideline himself where while we're gone somewhere else and he's in the hammock enjoying a good book and then we pick back up, you know, in the afternoon with him, then it's like, woohoo, you know, so it's just good for everybody. They all have their own custom lives. What I have learned from this summer of significance is the spirit of rest and relaxation to recharge and re-strategize to have margin in my life. I have so enjoyed the summer because it was so relaxing. It wasn't like I had to take pictures or video or document. It's just in my head. And it's those memories that I'll have that will last for a lifetime where family felt like it was first and not second on the totem pole of telephone calls and texts and spam that you pick up or the internet that you read when you're bored or there's a gap in a conversation, or even putting the phone on the table, but leaving it out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. When it's sitting on the table, even if it's slipped over, it still has this, it could come out at any time for any reason. So there's a a little bit of a spirit of insecurity there of like, hmm, and those kids, they're not going to really talk like they want to because... Are you recording this? Or Summer of significance, what does it mean to you? I'd love for you to write down some of the things that you would love to get out of the summer. 
we're creating a legacy. We're making memories. We're building a dream. And when you sideline yourself from life, when you just take a moment and give yourself margin to breathe, space, there is nothing like it. There's nothing like it to have all the supplies that you need to feel transformation and growth. It's like a flower that just has all the little supplies, the water and the nutrients it needs, not a space where the wind is blowing like a hurricane and the roots are being pulled out and you're hanging on for your life. That's what it feels like sometimes when we have a hurried life and we're like, go, go, go. And we don't live a life of significance where it's intentional. You know, when you're intentional with something like the way you eat every morsel, Versus like just scarfing it down super fast and then later you're like, oh, your digestive tract feels bad. You have a heartburn and you're just like, oh, why did I do that? You were in this hurried mode. But then when you just enjoy all the little pieces, all the little flavors, and you think about how this food got here. Someone at Sprouts or the grocery store or Publix or Kroger's, (laughs) H-E-B, How did it even get here? There are farmers across America who planted and harvested all that food. And then truck drivers who transported it all across the nation. And then grocers who received it and then washed it and put it all out and put prices on it. And made it nice for us to come into the store and purchase it. When we live a life of intention and purpose and appreciation and of significance, it just puts a whole new vibe on appreciation And what you have and thankfulness. I was talking to a truck driver the other day who was saying that he drives from Florida to Arizona and sometimes on the border of Mexico all the way up to the border of Canada. And he's gone for seven to ten days at a time away from his family. And I think, okay, he's doing that to get food into the marketplace, into the grocery stores for us. This guy is listening to his music and he's driving cross country and thinking about, you know, maybe he's missing a ballet recital for his kid and he's driving cross country for us. Let's be thankful. Let's be intentional with our food, how we eat it, with our health, how we exercise, with our family and just appreciating them being there because they won't always be there. They'll leave for preschool or they'll leave for college They'll leave to serve in the military. They'll leave for work. You know, maybe right now you may be thinking, oh, I'm surrounded by all these little kids and time is standing still. It seems like the car will always have sticky windows and you'll never be able to pee in peace. But let me tell you, that will change and it's faster than you think. Even when you try not to blink, it happens. And one day you'll be able to pee in peace And you'll be able to eat that cookie without having to share it. And you'll have the most immaculate windows in your car. And you want to look back and say, I savored it all. I enjoyed every ooey gooey detail of that dash in the middle between where you live and where you die. Where that journey is, where you just wrung every bit of the goodness out. There was no rock left unturned because you enjoyed all the moments. You lived a life of intention and purpose. You lived a life where your family members felt heard and loved and appreciated. Yes, there's going to be ups and downs and crazy, and they're going to make you mad, and you're going to shout and holler, and you're going to be late for work, and they're going to be flying in the car, jump, go, go, go. There will be days like that. And sometimes every day 
a piece of that day, but it doesn't have to be all the moments. We get to choose how we react or respond to something. When somebody on the road is like flying past us and they cut us off, we can create a story of why they're going through this situation. Maybe they're on the way to the hospital to have a baby. And if they didn't get there right then, then they're going to have the baby on exit nine. I mean, there can be ways that we can write our story and not allow others to write it for us. We get one life and there's no rehearsal. There's no dress rehearsal. There's no, well, we'll try it again next time. You are the decider of it all. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things, but through Christ, not through myself, not through insert your name in there. This is not a one man show. It takes a village. We're reminded in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. There may be somebody out there today that's thinking, Oh, my kids don't get along with each other. or I don't get along with my kids. Or they're really rebellious or there's something going on. I don't understand how to connect with them or communicate with them. I'm just going to pray that prayer in Jesus' name, that scripture, okay? If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from your wicked ways and I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And their land, their soil, that's your family, that's your kids. That's our why. That's why we wake up in the morning to have connection and community, to create a summer of significance, to create a life of significance where there's a quality of being worthy of attention, showing importance. We do that directly or indirectly, making them feel loved or put off by our attitudes, by the way we grab our phone, by the way we allow our focus to be on them or not, by allowing other distractions to seep in or looking into their eyes and truly listening to what they have to say. People want to feel love. They want to feel like they're priority. They want to feel heard. They want to feel seen. So whatever season you're in, make it a life of significance, a place of rest, to reset, to re-strategize, a space to breathe. Life is going to be full of hurried and chaos, but it doesn't have to be all the moments. Let's make this a safe place to enjoy, to relax, to soak it all in, to see all the moments, to look at all the different colors of green that God produced when you're whitewater rafting or tent camping or or an after-dinner walk. Listen to those conversations. Soak in the blue sky. Enjoy all the morsels of food you're eating. Record in your mind all the laughs and talks and conversations with the kids. And make this a moment in your heart and your mind that will last a lifetime. Singing in the car with the kids all the wrong songs and laughing about TikTok videos and jokes that the kids are telling you. Listening to those Disney songs for a hundred miles and you think you can't take another one. Listening to another, hey mom, did you know? Look, it's easy to complain. I had a friend the other day and she's like, oh, the craziness of my life and the dog's doing this and he pooped in the floor and the kids were screaming and one's running around and it's so chaotic and I can't get anybody to go to sleep and take naps. And I get that. I get it. I know that it's frustrating and it just makes you want to scream. And hey, maybe you need to. Maybe you need to go sit in the car in your closet and just scream. (laughs) 
or go outside. Feel all the feels. It's okay. But here's the thing. Don't forget, life is the mess in the middle. It truly is a mess because life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. We're, our life is in a constant roller coaster of emotions, good, bad, highs, lows. We're dealing with raising children and running a business and projects and a to-do list and all the emotions of all the family members in our lives. It can get crazy, but also there's so much goodness. I had a friend that her husband passed away. She found him on the living room floor. He had just died in the night. And he was a young guy. He wasn't supposed to die. They were supposed to raise their kids together. Just life in general, we just don't know. Will life really be what it planned to be? Our dreams and hopes? I don't know. You know, every day that we wake up is exciting. You know, the sun came back out again today. Woohoo! In Ecclesiastes 3, it always reminds us that there's a time to cry, a time to sow, a time to reap, a time to stay silent. A time to speak, a time to love, a time for war, and a time for peace. As much as we want to write our own story, life is life, and it's messy in the middle. Tomorrow is not promised. We have no idea what our future will hold. That's why we have to live in the moment. That's why we have to be intentional. It's easy for us to get mad at our spouse and maybe hold a grudge a little too long. And then we go to bed that next night, and we just, tomorrow is not promised. We don't know what the future holds. So, and I'm, I'm saying this to myself too, that we've just got to take a breath and, and ask ourselves, does this really matter? Is this going to matter in the future? These little things, the way I like everything to be and not everyone's on board and putting the dishes in the sink or washing the dishes the way I want them to, or, you know, getting on board with the way I like things or sometimes we just have to let those things go and see the bigger picture. The decisions I'm making, the attitudes I have, the response that I make, are they building a dream? Are they creating good memories? Are they bringing us closer together? Are they dividing us and taking us further apart? I vote for community and connection. That's what we're needing. That's what we're lacking in this world. And we have like built-in humans that live in our home that we can be making better decisions and being more intentional and running towards them choosing them, putting the phone down, giving them priority, making them feel like the most incredible people that they are. And what they say matters. How they feel matters. Maya Angelou once said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. My friend Susan Miller, who wrote the book, After the Boxes Are Unpacked, she always talks about the importance of creating an environment in your home. Say, for instance, you moved or there's been change in your household. If there is a swing that the kids loved or cookies that made them feel comfort, you know, when they came into the house and they smelled the cookies, something that you do every day or evening that sets the tone for the family, do that thing because it's, it's creating an environment that feels secure, feels loved, it feels intentional. Put a trampoline in the backyard or after dinner walks that they were always used to. So here's to whatever season you're in. Enjoy your life of significance. Until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars. 
and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.